0: Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Get Up Big Effits will be providing students with school books and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least fifty thousand people per year. And today's guest is Nicolette Barrett. Nicolette, how are you doing? I am doing
1: well. So glad to be here. And I just love your mission. Yes, I am excited about it.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And, and I just love mm-hmm. your energy. So, Nicolette Barrett is a full time certified executive career transition coach, author, and speaker with expertise in resume and length in writing, interview prep and career development and strategy. She has worked for a Fortune 39 corporation since 1994 with 21 years in leadership. She helps career professionals enter the job markets with confidence and achieve career success. Nicolette, okay. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I just like your energy, and your bubble, and your bubbleness.
1: <laughs> Thank you. And I'll awesome. have to tell you a story about that bubbles thing.
0: <laughs> Here we go. So, yeah, mm-hmm. this is the perfect time to tell a story. So, I want you to tell the audience mm-hmm. who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in the culture space.
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, one of the things that I've always been able to do is really connect with people on different levels all through um, high school, even college or what have you. And always being kind of the person people will come to to talk to about different things. So it's almost like a natural thing that I've had. I didn't think anything about it because that's just me. So, you mm-hmm. know, you just never think about those types of talents and skills that you have until it becomes like, oh, maybe I can leverage this to uh, for to help people in a monetary way so leveraging your own natural talents right so one of the things because I've been working at corporate America for so long uh, an opportunity presented itself to get a whole lot of people ready for uh, potential promotions because the company was going through major changes and a whole lot of uh, opportunities were open opening up now as a leader in corporate America you are already tasked with developing your staff developing Mm -hmm. them for the pipeline succession planning all of those things but what happened was that it was on such a massive, um, um, I guess, platform that it was so many people I had to do at one time that that's when it really, I guess, illuminated my skill set. And one of the things that happened, I had a team of 11 people and Mm -hmm. then within that team, um, I got half promoted within three months and then I got the next half promoted and only one didn't get promoted because she was getting married and relocating and leaving the company. So here I am with no team. And two of my employees came back to me and said, Miss Nicolette, you're really good at this. You should, you know, uh, do a business. I said, a business? And here I am. I'm the corporate girl. I'm trying to climb the corporate ladder, right? Mm -hmm. Never in a million years would think that I would be able to do this. And so I put like a little blurb out literally on Facebook because I've worked with so many different teams and led so many different teams and even my peers. I put a little blurb out on Facebook what I was doing and the results that was happening within the organization. And then I started getting social proof. People i worked with down through the years oh yeah you helped me do this that's why i got this promotion i got this raise i'm like what y'all get all this money and i've been doing this as a hobby for free i said oh my i didn't even realize that i can leverage that and so that was back in 2013 going into 2014 and when they came to me and said that i said well let me see if it's anything about this so when the rest of my team got promoted that's when I started getting, and I put it out on Facebook, all the social media. That's when people start inboxing me, asking me how much would I charge to help them? And this is external outside of the organization. I'm like, I don't know. So you know what I did like any girl would do? I said, let me get my manicures and pedicures paid. So I literally start charging up to cover that bill. <laughs>
0: You go, you <laughs> and go. it was here
1: here. hilarious. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I'm getting that bill covered and stuff. And I said, well, let me add another bill. And then okay. it started becoming really uh, more than a hobby. And that's when I said, you know what? Let me do something to get really serious about this. So I literally took myself off the promotability list at the organization. They were having a meltdown. They thought I was quitting. I'm like, no, I'm not quitting. I just decided to literally I'm telling you, Thomas, become the CEO of my own career. And that's what mm. I tell people, you have to become the CEO of your own career and not allow someone else to shape it for you. So I took my own career to my own hands and instead of me trying to become the CEO of somebody else's organization, I said I'm gonna be the CEO of my own organization. Now, um, I Rock Development Solutions LLC doing business as I Rock Resumes is in existence, and I'm the CEO, and I have directors and the staff and everything. And yes, I still work for corporate America as well, but I'm near retirement, so I'm almost there, almost
0: okay. there. So okay, <laughs> yes. I hear a little southern twang. Right, where are you from?
1: <laughs> and that's Funny, I grew up around a lot of southern women. I grew up <laughs> in Chicago.
0: Oh, really? Okay. But
1: when everybody is from uh, Louisiana, my family is from Louisiana, New Orleans, yeah. and then you got people from Alabama, Mississippi, and you're reared in that kind of uh, community because you know a lot mm-hmm. of people migrated from the south. And then people ask me, you always say yes, ma'am. I said, we couldn't do, not do that when growing up in Chicago. So people assumed I was from the South. I am now located in North Dallas, Texas. So I kind of fit right on in.
0: (laughs) Okay. So so, so now you're in the South.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So talk to me about growing up, right? Growing up in Chicago and, Mm -hmm. and being surrounded with, all those other, um, you know, folks from different places within the South. I mean, tell me about about your childhood.
1: Oh gosh, um, a lot of people don't know this, and this is probably the first time I'm saying this on a live. And I said I probably need to talk about my backstory because um, Thomas, I grew up in the hood. Okay. I am a, a, um, a rejuvenated hood rat. <laughs> educated hood rat, a professional hood rat. So I grew up in a Chicago housing public authority called the Dearborn Homes, 2900 South State Street, apartment 401-60616. I still know it. I even still know my phone number, but it's somebody else's phone number now because, you know, we don't live there anymore. But I grew up there. And uh, one of the things that we were always tasked with going to our school, Daniel Hale Williams um, Elementary School. And then I went to one of the roughest high schools in Chicago, Wendell Phillips Mm -hmm. High School. We were Okay. always told education would be our key of getting out of the ghetto period and I just happen to always love writing and I've all I've been always really good at all the math and sciences and all that kind of stuff because I was just crazy enough to believe that yep education would get me out of the ghetto and it actually did and mm. I mean I wouldn't trade my upbringing for anything and it's so funny because if people go to my Facebook page you will see very professional people on there. And then you will see people not so professional on there. And I'll then it's sure so funny. Well. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's what uh, allows me to connect with people on different levels because of that kind of upbringing. So I had the privilege of being able to go to the rough, roughest high school and I call it a privilege. And that's a backstory because I did not want to go to the high school, but they did have the principal scholars program that mm-hmm. was um, um by with the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign because I happen to be very good In the math and the sciences. So what they said that they were gonna groom us to become an engineer. So that's what the whole program was about. They taught us how to speak, how to write even better, uh, maths, uh, science competitions, all that kind of stuff. So I participated in that all through high school. So it was called the Principal Scholars Program. And then, so with that program, I was able to go to the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, got accepted to the engineering, uh, the College of Engineering as a computer engineer. Now, wow. I didn't graduate as an engineer, but I did start off in an engineering college. And what I did was because I didn't, I couldn't keep up with the math, very good in the sciences, but they really didn't. Um, well, I didn't really investigate how I could make a career out of the sciences. I was very good in chemistry. Me and my high school teacher, we were making a perfume and I told him, you're going to name it Nicolette. He said, oh, Nicolette, the same you see me now. That's how I was in high school. Anyway, we were going to name it my perfume because we working on this together <laughs> and we never finished it up. But it was something I was really good at. And okay. so, therefore, I was always good at also as, um, Spanish. So, I took Spanish all four years. I won a scholarship to go to Peru, South America to study as the an exchange nice. student. Okay. Yep. And I was through what is now Chase Bank. So, thank you, Chase. And so, they paid for my whole way to study over there for a whole summer. So, I continued that path. And then back then, they didn't have international business. So, the university allowed me to do a major in Spanish. And you can't graduate from the University of Illinois with just a major in a language. You have to have something else. I didn't mm. want to be a teacher. And I had so many business courses and also economic courses because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And marketing, they allowed me to double minor. So I graduated oh, okay, with a wow. business and economics double minor with a Spanish major. So yo hablo español, pero no hablo muy, muy mucho. So yo, okay. yo hablo, but, but I don't use it as much. <laughs>
0: we well, hablo poquito español.
1: Oh, excellent. <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of the background and that's how uh, my love of education and being able to pull myself out of the um Uh, ghetto, but I would not trade my relationships at all. I had those play aunts who became my aunts, my play cousins became my cousins. So we grew up in a neighborhood. Yes, my life was running from bullets. Yes, we had to duck and dodge. Yes, I've seen so many of my friends die because of gang violence, and I've seen teenage pregnancy. But I thank God that it did not hit my doorstep. My sister, who is now Dr. Tonette Flowers, And then my brother, who is also, I think he's up to general ranking in the uh, reserves, Navy man. So we all made it out. So we were the first generation down there and the last generation to live there.
2: Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress, increase your energy, flexibility, Strength and endurance, so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G E T U P N G E T F I T.com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. There you go. Yep. You know that's, that's how
0: you, you you break the um generation curse, right? Yes, By overcoming, indeed. You know, and, yes. You now I'm mm-hmm. glad that you you utilize your your expertise and your influences because it's, it's funny at that age, our teachers and peers have a major major influence on our lives, yeah. right? Especially when mm-hmm. growing up. Um, just the fact that you you was able to learn, you are able to I would say. You have, you have the street smarts, right? You're able to develop mm-hmm. the street smarts and then develop yes. the folk smarts. So that, that made you very, very savvy, right? Mm-hmm. So you can pretty much go any, any, anywhere. So people yes. like you are, you know, are my kind of are people because you're very flexible in terms of mm-hmm. being able to adjust and adapt in, in basically in the room.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that I was um, blessed with, as well as a new career person before I came to the Fortune 39 company, is being a part of um, the little group where we go out to different high schools and discuss our backgrounds. And okay. I would always show the um, students, yeah, you may see me in this suit because I'm in mm-hmm. corporate America, but I can get down on the other side and I go to a big big my hood thing and they would just fall out <laughs> laughing. They're like, oh my gosh. I say, yeah, yeah. It, it, that, it doesn't matter. It's a About what you do with it and don't be ashamed of where you come from, Mm -hmm. leverage it to be better. And so I can go into any room, any audience, and be able to connect with almost anybody in the room. And um, and that's because when you grow up hard like that, I'm telling you, Thomas, nothing scares you. I had to get my husband to understand now. I know you want to protect me, but boo, I got (laughs) it. Trust me, I got it. You know, I'm good.
0: (laughs) I got you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But you know, Mm -hmm. when you're when you're living in survival. Compared to living yeah. in abundance, it's complete. It's two completely different things because you operate differently, right? Um, yes. Survival, mm-hmm. you constantly have your guard up. I me. Mean, I've been there, so I I could speak for my experience as well. But when you yes. when you're thriving and you're actually living, then you're able to really you know put yourself in position for, for you to you know grow more and for you to really you know um, germinate and help others as well. But definitely mm-hmm. me, I I know where you're coming from. I hear you.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes indeed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so
0: Nicolette, um, you know, I, I know you work for, you know, this Fortune 39 company. Um, but what got you into coaching in the first place? You know, why coaching?
1: My love of seeing people discover their aha. Okay. And one of the things that I realized is that everybody has something in them that they can grab hold on to make them feel good about themselves and Mm -hmm. leverage that to push themselves forward. One of the things that would always happen in the Fortune 39 company as a leader, I would they will always put challenging individuals on my team. And they said, well, Nicola, you're just really good at turning them around. You're really good at bringing them on board. I can take the worst of the worst um, um, person, individual, uh, direct report, and make them the best person. One gentleman said, you need to be the president of the company because if you can help me, you can help anybody. I said, well, yeah, to, from your mouth to God's ears because it ain't happening. But anyway. But I'm glad, but because it was about really listening to people, hearing people, not just Mm -hmm. because sometimes people listen, but they don't hear. And being able to find those little things to really Mm -hmm. dig deep into them and pull it out. And then say, you know what, let's work on this. This is awesome. Yeah, we may have these other things, but if we leverage that awesomeness in you, that particular thing, those things will come up behind. And so me being able to do that down through the years in corporate America has said, you know what, this is a natural fit, not only because it's a requirement on our job, but something that I love doing. And another flip side, Thomas, I don't know if I told you this, I'm also a pastor's wife.
0: No, so I, My I husband is
1: a senior. Okay. Yeah. My husband's a senior pastor. He's been a senior pastor for shoot, almost 30, 30, going on 30 years now. We've been married for 20, 28 in July. So I've been a pastor wife for that long. So mm-hmm. when you're also leading people to get them to, to do things for vol- volunteer for free you really have to have that influence and stuff right so mm-hmm. i uh, was also able to leverage that ability to my coaching so i can hear people from um, a spiritual perspective uh for from a innate personal perspective and also the corporate perspective to bring all that together to help them maneuver their career and also to benefit the companies because the uh, the benefit is how they thrive in their position to help the mm-hmm. company thrive. And so I bring all of those experiences to be the uh, type of executive coach I am today.
0: Understood. Understood. Um, I'm actually, I'm a PK. <laughs> I'm a PK. Oh, pastor. Yes! <laughs> but, but this, both, my, both my parents are ministers. I believe it that.
1: not. Wow. Yes. So I, you know that life. honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I know that life very well. <laughs> yes. I yes. a every lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um,
0: would you would you credit your upbringing and your um just the fact that you you were living in the ghetto and you also were able to get out of that place would you credit that to your your EQ your your high level of emotional intelligence because Ooh. you you mentioned within your company you have been mm-hmm. able to transform different people's lives right because um of you know your your experience so Mm -hmm. would you credit you know your experience from the ghetto and just everything else to to really provide you the tools needed to create to build such a high level of of emotional intelligence
1: you know what that is an excellent observation so i'm going to say yes and thank you for picking that out Coach, so yes,
0: <laughs> I would
1: say yes because I never really thought about it that way. But what I think about uh, it, it aligns with it very well. What mm-hmm. I really think about is that I am just a people um, person and people lover. I know people say, "Well, what does that really mean?" It's just that I'm able to connect. You can, I can meet a person and they're not a stranger. I think you felt that, right, Thomas? We just started acting like we've known each other forever. And we only had one conversation. But that's just (laughs) because I'm... I, I love people. I love connecting with people and I love learning about people. And mm-hmm. so therefore, the more I learn, I think it goes into the back of my mind of those experiences that I learned from other people because I can draw from that and then help people. I mean, when I coach, I coach CEOs, I coach directors, I coach even from um, entry level all the way through. And all of those experiences allows me to be effective. But my upbringing, I believe is very key because those women and they a lot of single households. I didn't grow up with a father in the household. So single households, strong women, and to see their tenacity, their love of their family, they can make a dollar out of ten cents. I mean, truly yeah. to make that stretch and being able to see all of those skills. And we didn't think of skills. you said, no, we're poor. No, those were skills that they were able and the sharing, the collaborating, because if one didn't have any rice, you go next door and you borrow some rice. And all of that sharing so and growing. So being able to be in the midst of all of that showed me how to love people where they are in spite of and because of. And also credit, of course, God to give me that ability to see people as people. I don't care what color you are, what background you come from and everything. Because when I think about my background, I said I don't know that many people can beat mine. But, mm-hmm. you know, I all the things that I've been through, so I'm able to leverage that to really connect with people at all levels
0: you know it, it takes a village right the same it really does we mm-hmm. have the same all the time it takes a village to raise a, raise mm-hmm. a child and that's so so true that's you were so nurtured you were nurtured through not only environments but the people um in your community and yes here you stand right this yes kind of woman with so mm-hmm. much energy and tenacity <laughs>
1: Yes. And it's so funny because people don't think of those environments as community. They are. My mom, uh, passed away, uh, unfortunately, early, uh, early at only a 59, but she stayed in that community. She didn't want us to move us out. We're like, okay, we're making mom a uh, money, mom. We can put our money together, buy your condo over here. She's like, no, these are my people I grew up with. Uh, I mean, I grew up, I, you know, live here with them. They protect yeah. me. I don't see a need. So she actually passed away, still living at that, address and so it is a community yes it was one of the roughest periods and you can look us up and see all the deaths and all that kind of stuff but you still have that community they still watched out for each other when i would go back home and go back to the to the hood i still see all my friends and they're yeah what's up And so we all catching up and all that kind of stuff because that was home and it was it it was a community and still is a community
0: and you know what I tell people this all the time because it's something that I could, I relate to. Um, when -hmm. there's love amidst chaos, there's always room for growth and opportunity, right? I don't care how bad Mm -hmm. your upbringing is or your community or your surrounding. If there's love, right? If Mm -hmm. you are attached to love, you will always come out victorious.
1: Yep. And that's, that's so true because those women love us unconditionally. I mean, they would celebrate our wins and cry with us and our losses. And they would just push us because they wanted us to be better. They kept pushing mm. us. You can do this. You can do this. And even our teachers, I mean, we had wonderful teachers. All of my teachers in elementary school and in high school would push us. These don't have to, This although this is your beginning, this doesn't have to be your end. And I tell people that from not, not just based on where they come from in their um, life, but also in their career. Just mm-hmm. because this is your beginning doesn't have to mean it's your end. You get to decide. Exactly. And once we understand that we have the power to make that decision, that's when we move forward. So having that upbringing around that, and my mom being the cheerleader of all of us, like, go, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I mean, it would it just uh, resonates with me. And I can reflect back on it now that I've gotten some age and some years behind me. But it was the best uh, upbringing experience ever. And so when people sit down and talk with me and I tell them one-on-one, they're amazed because they look at who I am now and they don't know my backstory. And that's why I said, I got to do a, do a live and talk about it because I, I don't even think about it. It's just part of who I am. But yeah. then they said, oh, I just assumed you grew up with a two-parent house. you grew up in a really nice house and you didn't have to share a bedroom with uh, two, my, uh, my brother and sister. Uh-uh. No. No. None
0: of that, yeah, yeah. F- <laughs> folks know nothing about using the, the stove to heat up the whole house. <laughs> uh, oh but my life gosh, life that's right. You that.
1: open that door up and let the whole house heat up. Oh yeah, my but, gosh, yeah, yes, I, that's I so the, true.
0: When I tell you I get it, I get it. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> Five bologna sandwiches, grilled cheese sandwiches, yep. and mm-hmm. my sister loved ketchup sandwiches. I couldn't get down with that, but she loved
0: that. <laughs> so, um, yep. Lep, so what drives you though?
1: Oh, my desire to see people move from where they are to where they want to go.
0: Okay. Okay. that's great. So you, you
1: come with me with the desire. We can work together all day long. If you don't have the desire, there's no matter of coaching that I can give you to make you move. So if you have the desire to change, we can make it happen no matter what your goals are.
0: Yes, indeed. So um, I have the saying that I tend to go back to very frequently. It's motivation. Motivation is very fickle, right? It's, it's, it comes and goes. It doesn't last long. Yeah. But what, what <laughs> yes. is long lasting is inspiration because that's within. That's your desire right there. Now, inspiration mm-hmm. will drive you, right? Will pull you, will pull, not push you, but will pull you forward. Yes. So once you have the inspiration and you, you understand your your, your intrinsic why, mm-hmm. then you have opportunity to go the next step. So yeah. drive, inspiration, I consider the same yes. thing. Yes,
1: yes, indeed. I use it to fuel me to keep putting one step, one foot in front of the other. Because when people see what I do now, I say, y'all forget about the eight years I've been developing this. I said, did y'all forget mm, about exactly. the 30 years I've been in, in corporate leadership? I mean, corporate mm-hmm. America. I said, you see me now, but it's been one step at a time, one foot at a time in front of the other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is why mm-hmm. um, personal development is something that once, once once, you embark upon it, you can't stop because exactly. there's no stopping. You have to work on yourself on a consistent basis. There's no, every master knows that he is a student forever and every yes. student trying to achieve um, mastery, but it's like mm-hmm. a circle, right? The student is working towards mastery and the master knows that that master is forever student. So it's an ongoing circle, ongoing yes. circle, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: And people need to take that step in professional and personal development for themselves so they don't feel stuck and feel stagnant. And if you continuously uh, develop yourself and learn, you will, like you said, it will become so addictive that you're like, you know what? I want to learn the next thing. I want to learn the next thing. And you continue to move forward. And before you know it, you have amassed a wealth of knowledge, experiences and skills. That you can leverage anywhere. Again, being a CEO. When you the CEO of your own career, you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, indeed. But at the same time, you have to have the processes in place that yep. allow you to be able to, you know, focus on your stress. <laughs> yes,
1: indeed. You're right. Yes, sir. Yes.
0: Definitely, <laughs> definitely. So um, I want you to tell me a quick success story where you leverage your coaching skill set to help one of your clients transition and get past the, um, hiccup?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk talk about one. Um, let me tell you a funny story about her. She, um uh, was, uh, she had to put me on layaway. You know, what layaway is, right? So she but she was on a, 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 a payment plan. So okay. she was, uh, she said, you know what? I need all of my stuff done and I need help because I've been trying to get a job for over a year and I just don't know what to do. Little did I know that there were some mental blockages with her, not only the fact that her resume and all that kind of stuff needed to be more effective, but there was mm-hmm. also some challenging mental blockages that she had. And then she said her husband gave her some money for a um, air fryer. And she said, uh-uh, I'm giving this to Mister Glad. I'm not buying no air fryer. So she invested her money into me to pay pay me off sooner so we could get to work together. And one of the things that we worked on is not only um, her ability to present herself in a branded manner, on a resume, LinkedIn, and all that kind of stuff, but how is she going to present herself so she can feel confident in her skill set to command the actual salary that she, you know, um, wanted. And so she was like, well, I'm just going to ask. Well, I'm like, well, just. I said, well, I'm at your skills and everything that we pulled together, why would you just and that's a word I work to eliminate out of people's um, vocabulary because when you do that, you're already negating and you're putting it in your mindset where you're not being able to go for it. I said, Why wouldn't you do that? So, therefore, just trying to get her to understand you have what it takes and you can ask for higher and then a higher range and then negotiate. Long story short, she was floored. She did everything I told her to do. And then even her husband was having a meltdown. You should just accept the uh, 100K. I said, Girl, if they, no, we're we going to go. For more, you're not going to accept that. I want you to do these two lines, and it was tailored to her skill set. I said, That's all I want you to do. Go. go to your um nephew's graduation and don't say nothing else. Watch they come back. And so he's having a meltdown. No, because she ain't been working for over a year, right? So he's like, We're about to lose this hundred thousand dollars. I say, No, you ain't. You're gonna get some more money. I said, You do what I tell you to do. And so I said, She said, Okay, I sent this. So she sent the email and then went away, enjoyed herself. But this said, Nicolette, they're burning me up. I said, Nope, you let them wait. I said, you wait, enjoy your time and then come back I said because you need to understand and be able to go back to them and believe in your values and your skills and what you bring yep. to that table. Yes, she indeed. went back. So we had another negotiating strategy. I said, you go back with this number and give them this range. And this is why you'll do that. So she came back and she gave them a little bit slightly lower than what she wanted. They said, oh, well, we decided to give you the full one hundred and ten. Okay. She couldn't believe it. And so she was so. So she said, Nicholas, she said, you sit down. I'm like, girl, I'm sitting down. Go ahead and tell me. And now her husband, I got to hire her, too, because I can't believe it. I said, see, I said, now you think about that additional $10,000 that you would have lost if you hadn't uh, believed number one in yourself. And then you hadn't even asked because that $10,000, even if you take out taxes, that's what $7,000. That's two new notes. Do you know what that sister did? She sent me a picture of her new Mercedes. <laughs> sure did yep and she sent me a picture from her office a high-rise office right here in dallas as a consultant and she's doing the job of her dreams she loves it yep
0: that's awesome right there mm-hmm. thanks to your coaching right there because mm-hmm. um your ability to to champion your your your, your clients right while mm-hmm. they are in the gray area right that nervous yes. area is yes. is it's, it's very very fascinating because her husband was not you know he was you know you have this this fear mentality when you have this fear Mm -hmm. mentality you tend to get stuck right you tend to prevent yourself from from achieving more right Mm -hmm. so you were there champion a champion on your 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 client while her husband was 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 scared in the background he he was Mm -hmm. he was he was pulling why you was pushing? Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why and
1: I told pushing? her, tell her, just calm down. I got you, sis. I got you. Do what I tell you to do. And she's yeah, okay. Know. okay. And she was so nervous. But I am their cheerleader. And I tell them that. And I say, I am your cheerleader. I am here to make sure you feel confident in the skills and stand flat-footed and ask for what you want. And then that's when negotiation comes into place. Just because they say, no, that don't mean it's the end. Let's talk about why. Why do Mm -hmm. you say no? And I'm going to tell you why I say why I need it. And having that skill set and being there in the back of their mind, when they go before the people, they can uh, overcome that. Because a lot of times it's a lot of mental blockage that people have to overcome. And we have to dig deep into that to uncover the why. And because one of hers was because she had been unemployed, so she was almost in that desperate phase that she mm. needed this job. I said, but they need you just as much as you need them. But exactly. this is what we're going to do.
0: So, okay. so it's basically it's, it's a mindset shift, right? Yes. Because it, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that a lot of people get in their own way, right? Your client yeah, was getting in her own way, and she had the she had the self limiting belief. Because she hadn't worked for a year, you know, and that's that's, uh-huh. that's tough. That's tough to overcome. So, what would you say to another individual that's going through the same thing right now? They feel that that they're not enough. They, they feel that they're um going through imposter syndrome. What would you tell this individual um in order for them to get past that and to um to you know, get get towards success?
1: Yeah, it's all. And I, what I tell them is that don't give yourself negative self talk. Because the more you do that, the more it stays in your memory bank and disables you from moving forward. So I work on the self-talk. I want to change that negative self-talk into positive self-talk and then believing in the skill set. So for every but, I got something even better for you because I see you differently than you see yourself. So mm. when they're they're coming to me and hiring me, that's the benefit of actually hiring an actual coach because they can see you for who you are to help you get from where you see yourself and then bring that together so you can move forward. That's what I do. Talk, yes, Get indeed. that self-talk out and let's change it to become positive and get those negative deposits out and replace them with positive deposits.
0: Yes, indeed, and this is mm-hmm. this right here is one of the the biggest reasons why people.
1: I think I'm losing you. Okay, did you hear me? Okay, ah, uh, you're frozen, Thomas. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay, there we go. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, there you go.
0: Yes, sir. When you're battling with the self-limiting belief um, and you have nobody else to turn to, you Mm -hmm. tend to really, really self-destruct or prevent yourself Mm -hmm. from achieving more. So by having a coach, it allows you to Mm -hmm. get past yourself because now it's no longer just about you going against what's in your head. You have somebody to depend on. So a coach Mm -hmm. like Nicolette, you know, she has her expertise and she has Mm -hmm. um, not only the the, the tenacity, but she has the experience and the wherewithal to push you towards success. Mm -hmm. So Nicolette, continue doing that, continue being an amazing coach. And I'm proud of you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Thomas. I appreciate it. I think you're frozen again, Thomas. Uh-oh. You're good, you're
0: okay, good, you're there good. you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Well, good. I'm so glad for this opportunity. Thank you so much, Thomas, and thank you uh, to your audience. And if they have any questions, feel free to post them, and I'll be happy to answer any questions.
0: Yeah. So, um, Nick Willett, where can um, everyone else that's that's watching this podcast right now and listening, if they will, if they want to connect with you, where can they go to reach out to you?
1: The first place, of course, is my place of business online, which is iRockResumes with an S.com. You can fill out a contact us form and then I'll be able to assist you that way. Or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, which is my jam. So that's my long name. So all you all have to do is put in N I C K Q. And trust me, I'm the only one on LinkedIn with that spelling of a name. So you can connect with me there. And I'm on all social media under iRockResumes.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, Nick Roulette. Before we wrap things up, I need to ask you one last question. Right? Yes, sir. How may I serve you?
1: Oh my gosh! Thank you. Um, serving me by by continuously doing what you do by putting it out there that it's necessary to connect with great coaches to help people to get unstuck. And also you serve me by, with your mission. Just the fact that you have that type of mission, it makes me excited about your mission and that serves my heart. So thank you for all that you do.
0: Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. Nick Bollett, you are amazing. You are amazing. Thank you. um, everyone else that's been tuning in, listening to the podcast, watching the podcast, make sure to share this with other folks that will potentially benefit. All right. This is a Nick Flett dropped some gems today. She shared her story, her background, and you could inspire others just by sharing this content with, with another person. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Stay true to yourself. Much love, and I'll see you guys next week. We're out.